Welcome back to It's Technically Romance. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. We take a look at Hallmark movies from the perspective of the hopeless romantic. And a cynical cinephile. (laughs) I'm really not that cynical. I'm really not that cynical. Well... Maybe for this one. You maybe shouldn't say that <laughs> before this, this review. Yeah. Yeah. So today we are talking about the first movie in the Love Ever After movies that Hallmark has this year. Um, <laughs> Beverly Hills Wedding. Mm. Mm. Look, guys, I, we have to be honest here. We have to be honest here. We do. We've, we, we talk about being honest. We definitely always want to be honest. And so let's let's start off let's start off with some positives. All right? Let's start okay. off with some positives. We'll get to the plot, we'll get to all that in a minute, but let's start off with some positives. It's you know, on this podcast we really try to highlight everyone that works in this film. We know that many people work on films like this. A lot of effort goes into it. When something misses the mark, it 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 it's very difficult, right? Because we know that there's things that do hit and it's just it's hard, right? This film was not a good film. This film was not a good film. The technical aspects of it were pretty good, though. I will say that. The technical aspects were pretty good. Lighting, especially, was done really well. The camera work was okay. There were some few things we'll get into. Um, but that was probably the best part of this film, was the lighting. I thought the lighting was great. And a lot of the set design was good, too. I knew just watching it that you would think everything was great. The, you're starting to you're starting lighting. to see good yeah, lighting. You're I hanging was, out with me enough. Um, you're like, all right. And I liked a lot of the sets. Well, the sets that were f- supposed to be in Oregon. Yeah. I loved, you know, the mm-hmm. house. And the farm and yeah, everything. Yeah, that was all beautiful. Um, I had I had higher hopes. Well, see, I saw the preview and I'm like, I'm not going to like this one. Well, but we I, have... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I... Yeah, we've got Brooke Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Uh favorite of mine she really is a favorite of yours i adore her um i mean miss christmas is literally one of my all-time favorite hallmark movies yeah so i was very excited to see her in a film i will say brendan penny has never been a favorite of mine this was probably the best that I've liked him. He was the best character in this film. Like he honestly was the best character in this well, film. Well, I want to say that the the men in this movie really pulled through for me. Yeah. I thought they sort of carried the movie that helped me find some enjoyment in it. Okay. But this is this is what I got to say guys and it pains me. I think this is the first time I'm actually saying this on this podcast about a movie. I did not like this movie. I know. It hurts. It hurts me it hearing hurts you say that. It's so bad. Well, and like you said, we've we've got uh, Brooke Dorsey, we've got we've got Joie Bakken, who is the the writer here, who's done amazing work before. Well, so she, we've got an all star lineup. Yeah, she wrote the story and then there were I think two other people involved um, in the teleplay. I'm not quite sure how that all works, but I love her. We've mentioned her on the mm-hmm. podcast before. Again, Miss Christmas. And yeah. most of her films, I adore. Her writing is amazing. Well, it's interesting because there were, there are elements of her writing in pieces of this film, right? We have the deceased mother. So there's little pokes of heartfelt moment here that felt like joie. That felt like her, her signature stamp, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but it was surrounded 
by this stuff, like almost like it, it didn't make sense. Brooke is the villain of this piece. I never thought I would say that I I did not like her character. I I never liked her character, no. and and a lot of times that these movies they'll have a character that's kind of you know not your favorite in the beginning, but then they redeem themselves right. and they come. The redemption around. arc. You have the redemption arc. She. She tried to redeem herself, but it wasn't until like almost the very end of the movie. I just, it was very hard for me to swallow not liking her throughout the entire <laughs> film. Uh, she re- she was the worst person yeah, and in, I, and, in the film. And I want to say that it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with her acting. Or oh anything. gosh, no. She was her norm, like she was, she did a great job. Yeah. I don't know if we were supposed to not enjoy this character I don't know. um i just ooh, um it just didn't work this is hard for me yeah that was it was weird it was weird to see that uh because we don't like her pretty much right away as soon as she starts interacting with her sister we don't really like her she's she's well, very pushy and then we have you know and that's supposed to be because her mother says you know the two things you know i want you to take care of your sister and so but I also want to follow your dreams. You know, that comes up throughout the film. You know, I get that. She's so overprotective and so controlling to the point of just not liking her. You know? She's a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> she, well, I will say, I did like her in the beginning. I thought that her character seemed a little different. So I was like, oh, this will be fun. Mm-hmm. She seemed a little, I, I, don't, I don't know how to, if I'm going to use the word darker, um, in that she was not a fan of Brendan Penny's character, uh, Corey. Yeah. When she talked about him, her voice got a little deeper. Like normally her voice is a little more high pitched. Oh, her face totally changed. Yeah, Yeah. it was very, so I was like, oh, this will be fun to see her play this. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't fun in that it continued through most of the movie. And then when she does sort of get back to that, that like warm person again it didn't really make sense so i just never i could never connect with her yeah. um and I, that was that was difficult to for me I since think, i'm such a fan i think you make a very valid point is that she was so adamant about not liking Corey from the get-go and she held on to that for a while for a long while to the point of she she hated it she hated him. She couldn't I, be around him. I honestly thought, is this this is the first Hallmark movie that the two main people are not going to get together. Yeah, it, it could have happened. It could have happened. And then all of a sudden, about halfway through, when he asks her out for crepes, and she says yes, I was expecting her character to say no. But she doesn't. She's like, yes, of course I'll come with you. It was so weird. It was very odd. I I was confused. I even looked. I was like, did we miss something? Because she's been very cold. And she doesn't want to spend any time with them. No, the whole time. And anytime the the bride and the groom uh, ask them about each other, they're like, no, no. Yeah. And the brother even asks Corey, I thought, are you going to tell me that you you know you're having feelings for Molly again? Yeah. And he's like, oh, basically like, oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, no, not at all. So I'm like, wow, the movie is half over and there is no romance going on. Yeah, because usually you have them sort of like hating the person, like, oh, you know, they hurt me a little bit, you know, that sort of... But you see them come around. There was no coming around for it. It was just night and day. It was her hating him and all of a sudden she's like, yes, I'll go on this date. 
And after that date with the crepes, she started opening up. And it's like we missed a piece. So if you're going to have this character hate the lead, that's fine. Like you said, it was fresh. It was new. I was like, wow, this is crazy to see. Give me a bridge between those two opposites. Because they go from hating to being interested, almost flirting with him at the crepe. It was very awkward. Yeah, um, she starts giving him looks that were very unlike her character. It just seemed all of a sudden, like you said, and it was a bit confusing. So yes, I, and again, my thing is the romance. I watch these movies for the romance. And even, I mean, this movie is called Beverly Hills Wedding. It's There's a wedding involved. So you are expecting plenty of romance right. because they're planning a wedding. You've got an ex uh, you know, flame, you know, that they're going to rekindle it. When I read the story, I thought this sounds right up my alley. Like right. I'm going to really enjoy this. I was a little confused about the Beverly Hills theme because clearly they're not really in Beverly Hills. Oh, I wasn't sure. Oh, well then I guess I've they never did been, a good I've, never, job. I've never been to Beverly Hills. I've never been either, but in my mind, I'm like, I know they didn't go and film it in Beverly Hills. They could have. I, have no I guess they could have. But I did look it up, and they did. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't say clearly. It's clear to me because I Googled it. But they, they filmed in Canada, right. um, as as most of these films Well, I, I thought they did a good job because, I mean, they had the palm trees. That's what, that's what I'm saying. The technical aspects of these films worked well. The set dressing, I bought into it. Uh, I felt like they were in Beverly Hills. I've never been, but it, it seemed like they were in California. So I think they did a really nice job of, of selling that to me. Because again, I was just like, okay, I bought it. I bought into it. So yeah. the, the technical aspects worked. Right? But as far as romance, I would not ever think that is the romantic wedding of my dreams to have a wedding in Beverly Hills. And I know they tried to play it as like old school film, you know, love but it story. No. It wasn't that. that. I mean, that's the thing. She's like, it'll be like the, in, you know, so Terrence's whole pitch on the video was like old Hollywood. This wedding was not old Hollywood. This, I mean, the venue, kind of, you know, I guess. Uh, but it was very modern and elaborate. And I think the thing, awkward. Awkward was what this movie was. And it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I felt so bad for the bride and groom. I felt it was just awkward for everyone involved. And so when I watch these films, you know, I'm looking at the technical, but I also want to, like, have a feel-good moment you know i want to have those little points of happiness it, it just made me uncomfortable yeah we didn't really get that till the very end so it it was very frustrating to see molly just making all of these decisions and sophia and jordan just kind of not happy and then she kept saying sophia was happy but yeah i I was very confused about their love story too because I didn't really feel that they were in love. I kind of did. I mean, I thought I liked Jordan a lot. I thought Jordan and Corey, again, I, I really liked the male characters mm -hmm. in this film. I related more with them because I was feeling what they were feeling. This is not me. I'm not comfortable here. This is out of our comfort zone. And I, I felt. I felt for them. Well, because... it's like everything was too late in the film, right? So you have that awkward moment of Beverly Hills. Don't hold it until the very end. You know, you have it about halfway through, and then Taryn should realize, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Let's, let's set this up. 
the awkwardness and the uncomfortableness ran way too long before mm-hmm. they spoke up. Um, and that's how, in my opinion, that's how you handle this. If you want to have those moments, that's fine. That's, you know, have us have that uncomfortableness. Give us that payoff at the end. Even at the end, and we'll talk about Terrence, even at the end, when Terrence is like, okay, I'm coming here. You know, I've had your, your blueberry jam. We're going to give you the wedding you want. He says, I'm bringing the Beverly Hills wedding to Oregon. That's not what they want, Terrence. That's not what they want. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he's just saying that and they're going to have. No, the cake is that that caramel cake that they didn't even like. It's not the cobbler. Like, he still doesn't understand what these people want, and he still forces it on them. And there's no, there's no payoff. There's no payoff. I mean, it was pretty. I mean, it ended up, I mean, they were basically put the Beverly Hills stuff in a barn, but they did. They got the daisies and the carnations. I did see mm. that. They changed that. I, you pointed out the cake, which I hadn't seen before. Um, maybe there was blueberry cobbler. We didn't I, see, but yeah, I did find it strange. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm bringing Beverly Hills to Oregon. That's not what they want. No, they it wasn't that, that they didn't want to just be in Beverly Hills. They didn't want any of that. Like yeah. that's just not their style, not their taste. So, so I mean, it looked nice, but it just, it, the cake bothered me. The cake bothered me. So, I mean, and Terrence as a character, right? It was, he's a, he's a character. I thought he was funny. And again, again, I really loved, and his assistant, Kendall, oh, was Kendall, probably yeah. one of my favorite characters. I even made a note, Donald Hang is the actor that played Kendall. Shout out to him. I He was probably my favorite character in the movie. But I... Again, we want to do talk about some positives. There were funny moments. And even though it was kind of awkward, I guess I was laughing because it was so awkward. Couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. You know, when they're doing like the taste uh, test, the testing for the cake yeah. and Corey and his brother are kind of like making jokes about the pearl. Oh, I love, you know, having a, um, a smattering of pearls <sighs> on my cake. Like little things like that made me laugh um, because I was feeling like I said, for them, that I would be that way in that circumstance. So no, I still, it still made me, it's still <laughs> awkward. I didn't like it. The only, I mean, the only time, oh man, I mean, the champagne tasting was, was interesting. I kind of liked that. I, I felt like I learned a lot about champagne from that little brief thing. From, from, it was just because you felt bad for yeah. the bride and the groom that this was not what they wanted and this is being forced on them. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable to watch because I would hate to be in that situation. Right. And they did add little comical points that, you know, would make me chuckle here and there. But like you said, for the most part, it was just sort of uncomfortable. For everyone, even for Terrence, even for Terrence. Cause, yeah. And I, I think my favorite character was probably Terrence's husband because he sees what's going on. Yeah, he pretty much saves the day. Yeah, and, and Terrence even lies when he goes back to Oregon. He's like... You made me realize that I was... No, you didn't make him realize it. Your husband made you realize that you were being a jerk. And then, yeah, so the, well, his husband... Well, it's not that he was being a jerk. No. He just... He wasn't... He was thinking that this is what they wanted. I don't think he realized this isn't what they okay. wanted. The jerk was Molly. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. That's fair. That's fair. You know, because he's just thinking, oh, they wanted this because they applied for it. But Molly's uh, the one... You're right. ...that you know, does all of this. And this is what annoys me is like, this is your sister's wedding, but she just goes off and writes this essay, never even talked to her sister about a Beverly Hills sweepstakes. Like they just were like, oh, let's do a sweepstakes. So she's thinking free wedding, cool. Maybe in this area, not. 
You're right. Beverly you're right. That, you're absolutely right. Terrence isn't the jerk. Molly is. Yes. Okay. Uh, Terrence is super creepy though when they're getting their nails painted. Oh my gosh, that was probably my favorite scene though because it was so odd. Yeah, they're getting their nails painted. We have the camera on them. They're talking, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the camera just pans over to uh, Terrence just standing yeah, cut there. Cut to you hear his voice, and you're like, "Wait, where is he?" And then all of a sudden, he's just standing there in front of them with a glass of champagne, just watching them get their nails painted, and then says to them, "If anyone needs pampering." you and you're like hmm this is weird this is kind of weird I just for me, was like why is he there I don't know. um I, don't know. I guess it was to get them to like know each other better but it it was very odd but it him standing it made, watching the <laughs> it made me laugh um well let's let's talk technical let's talk technical because that's honestly the best well there was no romance so we will have to talk yeah. about technical. that was the best part of this film Lighting was good. There was a lot of natural light, um, a lot of side lighting in this film, which I thought was done well. Uh, you know, the classics, you have your lamps on the background to give a nice depth to the scene we talk about a lot. Uh, since we just had our interview with uh, Nathan about costumes, I kept an eye on costumes this time. So did I. And you can tell there's there's a pattern. So uh, Molly was wearing a lot of pink in the beginning, and her sister was wearing blue, and then they kind of switch a little bit. So they kind of switch towards the end of the film. So I don't know what kind of color story that is, but I saw a lot of pink on Molly, her sister in blue, and they switched towards the end. So thank you, Nathan, for giving, you know <laughs> teaching us and keeping an eye on things. Well, I didn't notice that. I just noticed there were like a few outfits that I were like, oh, I really like that. I loved the... <laughs> the dress, the yellow dress. The yellow dress? Yeah, she wore the, this great... Molly wore this great yellow dress on their date, and it was like 19, kind of 50s vibe. Gorgeous. It did not feel like a Hallmark dress to me. Super cute. It's like a nice little... You don't remember? It was a star of the show for me. Well, the one for me was the brown polka dot. It was yellow. It was brown. It was yellow. It was brown. It was yellow. We're going to have to go back and look. Are you talking about the No, date, because the, the I was scene? thinking Pretty Woman. It was giving me Pretty Woman vibes. If you've ever seen Pretty Woman, no. there's a brown dress that she wears with polka dots. The, the crepe scene? Yeah, when she goes on the date no, with yellow. Corey. No, it wasn't brown. All right, guys, hold on. We're going to pause this real quick. So what I did, guys, we took a little break. I went, took a screenshot of the dress. <laughs> then I took a color selector in Photoshop and selected the color of the dress in sunlight. I feel like we have a white dress, blue dress situation here. Because to me, it looks very like a mustardy yellow. There is some mustard tones mm -hmm. in it for sure. But it is definitely... I, just on first glance, more brown to me than yellow. Mm -hmm. um, well, can we, we, can we let's reach out to the customer <laughs> on this film and find out what color we're going to put a poll out. Who we thinks should. it we was actually, brown or yellow? No, we'll do that. It'll be fun. That'll be fun. It's like a light or a dark sand. Oh my god! What color is sand? Tan, which is <laughs> of a shade of brown. All right, back to the technical. Back to the technical. Anyways, that brown polka dot dress was my favorite. It was great. Um, it was great. And it was giving me Pretty Woman vibes. In Pretty Woman, hers is definitely a darker brown, but this is mm -hmm. what I was thinking. So I loved that. And then I loved the outfit that uh, Sophia wears when they're doing the waltzing or yeah. trying to do the waltzing, the, uh, the light pink uh, sort of like pleated skirt. See, she's wearing pink then. That's what I'm saying. Like the sisters switch color tones. Well, I didn't know. I just noticed those outfits. They're I cute. really, I really super liked. Cute. Yeah. So yeah, costuming was done great. Very hallmark with a few little differences, like this dress being one of them. Costuming was great. Lighting was great. Camera work was good. 
The only thing I didn't like is they would go for these tight close-ups a lot of times. I felt like they overused a close-up for some reason. Um, usually you go for you know an over-the-shoulder shot. They didn't do that. They would just close in on the person a lot. Um, and it became a little jarring. So that was, wasn't you know great, but at the end of the day, everything else was, was really done really well with the camera work. Because again, you don't want to notice the camera. And the only time I noticed the camera was when they'd pull in that camera tight on people's faces in a conversation. And they would go back and forth between them, which is kind of an editing thing. I felt like the editing was a little, a little quick on the conversations. Um, well, I have a question for you. Sure. So as a photographer, mm-hmm. I mean, I dabble sure, a little God. in photography as well. Don't get me started. Um, Don't get me started on the photography. What uh, What did you think of Molly's uh, stunning photography? I think it's fine. I mean, the so her wedding photography was not good. Um, I mean, those were just the. Uh, all right, so they they're basically screen grabs from the camera, not mm-hmm. her camera that she was using, but the camera that they're using to film, and so they were blurry. They were out of focus sometimes. Um, the photos in her portfolio that she shows at the end. We're, we're good. I thought those were actually good. Um, a little Instagrammy, you know, but but good. Yeah, the whole photo thing. She's like, I can't sell my photos online. Yes, you can. Go to Etsy. Go yeah. anywhere. It's really not that hard to sell your photos online. Uh, and there's tons of galleries that accept photos. You know, you don't have to go for like the huge names. Being a photographer, like an, she wants to be a fine arts photographer. It's essentially what she wants to be. They never say it. But that's essentially what she wants to be. Being a fine arts photographer is very difficult because you're going from show to show, gallery to gallery. There's tons of small galleries that will accept your work. It's just a ton of work, and it doesn't pay nearly as well as what wedding photographers make. You know, wedding photographers, generally speaking, I'm just going to throw a general thing out there, probably getting about $5,000 per wedding. You're not going to be seeing that kind of money for uh, as a as a fine arts photographer, unless you... Well, unless you know Terrence. Unless you know Terrence. <laughs> unless you know Terrence. So, yeah, I actually thought some of her shots were pretty good. Yeah. You know, sometimes they have these photographer characters and, you know... Yeah. No, I mean, I was getting <laughs> you much know. from that. Um, but I did actually like... I wasn't crazy about the pink font, but in the gift that she gives to Jordan at the end, where yeah. she finally sort of redeems herself. She does not. Um, with the the then and now photos yeah. of the proposal when they were young and the proposal, I thought that was actually really sweet and I actually liked those image images without the the pink cursive font. Well, on I got I got so mad at that because she's like, oh, this is the first photo I took as a kid. No, it's not. That is not a film photograph. That is what you would have shot on back in nineteen. See, she's probably around my age, maybe a little older. Let's say the nineteen eighties, right? There was, no, there was no digital photography in the 1980s. You were shooting on a film <laughs> camera, and that film of the two kids was not a film photograph. Okay, well... I'm just saying, <laughs> like, as a photographer and a technical person, that bothered me. That bothered me a lot. I'm sure there are I people out there the, that I threw this, their glasses in the I air. thought the photos were cute. I thought the sentiment was cute. And I will say that the actor that played Jordan did a great job in that scene because he actually genuinely looked touched yeah and the actors are great i mean that's, um, that's the thing and I, I i think we need to restate this the actors were great in this film it's not the actors it's it's the i guess the overall plot that they were giving just didn't didn't work well for me yeah i mean and and again these movies i watch for the romance and that's where i'm yeah. coming from and they're 
there wasn't any romance in this movie. And there really wasn't much else for me to... It's not like it was shot in Vienna, you know, where there wasn't really any romance for me in there, but the movie was so breathtaking that I didn't care. So... Well, maybe that's the thing, right? So let's just say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that this film was written for Beverly Hills, obviously. Let's say it was written pre-COVID, okay, which is very likely. Maybe they wanted to have that Vienna moment in Beverly Hills. That's a possibility. Right? That's still, in my opinion, that still doesn't excuse what, what's happened here. But maybe that's it. Maybe they wanted to have this location. Like we had Banff, you know, for the winter movies. And so we're like, oh, this location is great. And so the, the location becomes the character as much. I thought they did a really nice job of selling Beverly Hills to me. Like I thought they were there. You know, I was like, how are they there during COVID? You know, that was coming through on mine, mm-hmm. but I thought they were there. So maybe they just didn't have that time because of COVID. That, yeah, that could very yeah. well be. Um, but even, so even though I wasn't getting the romance with the two main leads, I'm like, oh, well, the supporting characters are getting married. So cl- surely there will be romance. But we didn't even get that because they're so uncomfortable because right. of everything right. going on. And, you know, Molly and her sister, you know, they have like a sweet moment at the end. Kind of, yeah. It's just hard what I didn't get was why would you make your main character so unlikable through the entire film? Yeah. Like you would think they would start redeeming themselves closer to give them that moment, but it never comes. And and yeah, that's that that's where it fell flat for me, just because I never could get behind her and feel that she 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 was just very selfish yep. uh which i think is the word that i'm looking for and it it almost came across as like this was really just her finally trying to go for her dreams like she was pushing her portfolio and wanting to get some good shots there that she lost the whole idea of like actually wanting to do this for her sister and yeah. brother-in-law and you can have that yeah. just have it in the first half of the movie don't don't extend it. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand is that they took, like you said, took too long to make it better. Yeah, um, because then we don't enjoy the movie. So, yeah, you know it's it's a shame because a lot of like I said, a lot of technical things were done very well. Um, acting was done very well too. You know, I almost I, I felt like I had more romance between the aunt and the dad. Well, that confused me also because was she. You say romance. Was that not his sister? Or that know. was the the mom that passed away sister? I don't know. They came across as very husband-wife. I don't know. They live together, right? So I was very interested in that story. And I actually liked them. I thought they were very no, they sweet. Were and uh, the auntie, she had some like funny funny lines. She was a good character. She was a very, very good character. I liked when they show the clip where Jordan apparently is really upset because they show them dancing he's sort of you know tripping over his feet and they show it to the dad and the dad starts laughing like immediately and i that made me chuckle um so yes there were some funny moments probably i I think i actually laughed out loud is when molly's trying to pretend that she's got some cookies in the oven and she she takes them out (laughs) uh they've already cooled so she puts them in the oven and then takes them out when Corey's walking in and he's like isn't that burning your hand? And she's just like, ow. <laughs> no, that was it. So, I thought the delivery was great. That made me laugh. Um, you're right. You're right. There are some good moments in here. But overall, this just just didn't work for us. 
And it sucks because yeah, it, it we had like a lot of the people. It here. had great potential, and you know, I guess sometimes the the stars don't align. Yeah. At least for us, you know, I'm sure there are people that really enjoyed this movie, and I'm happy that this movie could make other people happy. It just wasn't the one for us. Maybe yeah. Um. So I'm a little disappointed that this is the start of the of the Valentine's movies, but. Yeah, I mean, um, it was, it, because winter was really good. Yeah, winter, winter was, was Winter's great. held up. Winter really held up. Um, there's a lot of great things that came from winter. So in my in my mind, Valentine's would be, you know, home runs. Like, I mean, this is, this is it, right? Yeah. I will say, though, that the end kiss in this movie, which I was not expecting... Because I wasn't expecting him to kiss. No, I, no. I expected like, almost like another high five boomerang. <laughs> high five. Yeah, okay. their romance was very disjointed to me. Like a I'm handshake. Sorry, it just wasn't. It didn't. It didn't work. Right. That end kiss for, for me. Let's talk about that end kiss. But that end kiss, we both were like, "Whoa!" A little, little. That was kiss. that was the only that was the most romance that I got, yeah. and then it was in credits. So I was like, "Where was that yeah. for for the whole movie?" So. Bravo on that kiss, I'll say. That good. just sort of kind of like picked me back up, but then the movie was over. <laughs> then fade to black. <laughs> it was over. Um, but they didn't pull back. They didn't pull back. It was just a fade to no, black. No, it was, it was a good kiss, though. It was though. a good kiss. That probably was, that was probably one of the better kisses we've seen in a while. I actually. know, which was so odd because I didn't really feel the romance throughout. I and felt then, the romance there. I felt you the know, romance there. Yeah. I did, I saw in some behind the scenes that like Brooke Dorsey and Brendan Penny, they got along, you know, wonderful for the right. movie and that they had a very like brother sister relationship. Uh, but I saw that kiss. I was like, <laughs> no brother sister relationship. No brother sister relationship there. So, so yeah, good job on, on the end kiss. You know, I do, I do love those. So you got me there. That yep. was, that was a good, good thing for me. Yep. Well, like I said, at least at the end of the day, like I said, we know a lot of people work on this. We know a lot of hours and time and talent went into this. Um, but sometimes you just you just miss the mark, and that's just, you know that's how it is. But you miss the mark for us. But at least the technical was good. At least the technical was good. I know. Because I if thought... it wasn't, I would I would be crying right now. <laughs> it does. It hurts. We would have so a, much. we would have a chateau Christmas situation, and I just I can't handle that. Well, what's it's what's crazy is, and it's been running through my mind because I think since we started this podcast, that's probably been my least favorite. Chateau Christmas. Ch- Chateau yeah. Christmas. And now I would say this one has... Yeah. has We're sorry. Has, I, I would rather watch Chateau Christmas over this wow. one. Wow. I'm sorry, Joie. I'm sorry. Don't. Don't. That hurts me. <laughs> I love you, Joie. I do. I do. Um, I mean, sh- she's amazing. Yeah. So that's all I'm gonna say. I'm sorry that that I didn't love this movie. Um, you had to, you had to do that. You had to bring that up. Um, but this is just the first one for the the Valentines, which is called what again? Because you messed it up last time. I did. I was calling it "Love Is in the Air." I don't know why. I think because in like the previews, they do say the words "Love Is in the Air" sort of float about. Yeah. Um, but the hashtag is love ever after. So, so that was our first love ever after movie. And next one is the kid with the dating app. Kid starts to Tinder or something, right? 
Yes, I think, I believe so. Um, so that one's coming up. We'll have that one for you next time. A little worried about that one. I'm going to just say from the previews, technically, lighting is not great on that. I can already tell the lighting is oh, not great. So, so we didn't do, I mean, I think it's, I think it's clear if we would, if we would watch this oh. movie again, have it on in the background or. This is going to be, this is definitely going to be a, a no watch situation for me, unfortunately. And it sucks because, you know, I know you love Brooke Dorsey. Uh, I like her a lot too, you know, and I actually, do. and I like the guy too. What is his name? Brendan Penny. I, I like Brendan too. I like, mean, I gotta was, say. He was in, what was he in that I really liked? I don't think you liked it as much as I did, mm. but he was in something that I was like, this guy is good. I don't, I, I can't, I, I couldn't say, but I will say, Brennan Penny with facial hair, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Some people can't pull it off, some people can. I think he pulls it off real nice. Yeah, I thought it was a, a nice, uh, it, was, it was working for him. <laughs> I was just, I'm just mad at Terrence for just the way he handled that blueberry jam. They brought him a gift. Like that broke my heart when they brought him that blueberry jam and he just like put it aside. Oh my oh God. Gosh. I like, would have been so happy for blueberry jam homemade from it, the farm. It just, and that's what I'm talking about. So this, before we sign off, I know you guys are done listening to us, but before <laughs> we sign off, this movie can be summed up in Terrence taking out that blueberry jam jar disgustedly and handing it off to his assistant. That feeling of awkwardness and sadness encapsulates 75% of this film. Wow. I, just to end on a funny note, though, that toast that Terrence and his husband <laughs> eat is like the crunchiest, <laughs> crispiest toast. I mean, it was like, it made me want toast. <laughs> like I did. Me... I was like, give me some of that. That is some crispy toast. It made me They want must toast. have, I mean, they are very wealthy, so they must have like a top-notch toaster. <laughs> Can you let us know what toaster they use? But that, I mean... My that... bread is never that cr- crunchy. Yeah. That's crazy. But I almost want, you know, as as sort of mean... Not, again, Terrence isn't the problem. You're, you remind me. It's not Terrence, it's Brooke. As it's m- Molly. Right. Brooke would I'm never. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Molly. <laughs> Brooke would never. Brooke would never. As as uh, one sided, I would say this as tunnel as much tunnel vision as Terrence has. I kind of want to see him in another film. Oh, I loved his character. Yeah, I would like I to see. I wanted to see him and his husband in another film right away. Like his husband to me again. I'll say this again. Best character in this film. Yeah, I, I and and his assistant Kendall. Yeah. Like those were my like favorite scenes really with them even though yes he was putting on a wedding that they didn't want i loved his character yeah. and again that champagne scene with them getting their nails painted was just <laughs> com- com- comedy gold if uh, anyone needs pampering say. it's you <laughs> um so so yes all in all there were some funny yeah. bits didn't work for us but we'll get them next time let it get them next time <laughs> let us know what you guys thought about this film did you like it did you not like it let us know, please. Love to hear from you guys. Also, we're going to put that poll up. If yeah. that dress was brown or yellow, you tell us. We'll let you know the results. And then we're going to reach out to the customer and find out what color dress that was. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back next week with the next in the Happily Ever After Hallmark Days special. What was that? What is it? Love Ever After? Love Ever After. We'll be back with Love Ever After. More Love Ever After. Well, I got one. We'll be back with more Love Ever After after this.
Thank Ooh, you guys. That was good. Thank you guys. Thanks, guys. Special uh, edition. Special edition plot summary. We realized we didn't do one. Right. We just went right into it. So I'm gonna <laughs> give you, I'm gonna give you the plot summary. All right. Yeah, it's this is special because Ham is offering right. the, the summary. Today. Here we go. A photo oh, I see. A wedding photographer, Molly, who wants to be a fine art portrait photographer, has a sister. Wait, no. God, this is this is so hard. There's a one. reason he know, doesn't do go. these. A wedding photographer who wants to be a fine art portrait photographer, Molly, starts to plan a wedding for her sister. She enters the sweepstakes for a Beverly Hills wedding, wins that, takes her sister and fiance out to Beverly Hills where they don't want a wedding in Beverly Hills. Awkwardness ensues. There's also, the best man is also her ex-boyfriend who she hates but then ends up liking him again. And then they go back to Oregon and the wedding is there and Terrence brings Beverly Hills to Oregon even though they still don't want that but it ends up working out. How's that? That was pretty good? Yeah. Not as good as yours. Not pretty, as good as mine. But pretty but good. But pretty good. That's that's what that movie was about. That's what that movie was about. <laughs> All right. That's it. Special edition. Bye, guys. Bye.